0: Well hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host Anthony Tringale and uh, it's been maybe a week or two since we put out an episode. You know things are just so crazy busy right now. Uh, for a lot of you who follow us on social media or have listened to the podcast for a while you know that we have uh, two separate sides of Eat Local New York. We have the cards that we sell we have the podcast and the content the Instagram account but then we also have a marketing company and uh you know that has just exploded over the past few months and things have just been very very busy around here which we're very grateful for uh but unfortunately the podcast has suffered a little bit and i don't know if you're like me this is you know today's friday the week after memorial day The short weeks really screw me up. It's very challenging to try and fit so much work into four days. Uh, So anyways, it's been kind of a weird week, weird uh, few months just with so much going on. But we're looking forward to really revamping here and getting back into the swing of content, releasing new consistent podcasts, coming out with new cocktail videos and hoagies. Just a lot of stuff coming out. I do still need to mention this before we get into today's conversation, which, by the way, we drove out to Rochester a couple of weeks ago and sat down with a gang from Just Chicken, a wonderful chicken restaurant. I highly recommend. uh, Get out there, and and if you're in Rochester, head over there. If you're in Buffalo or New York City even, I would recommend driving there, flying there, actually. Uh, Definitely if you're in Syracuse, take that drive out there. It's a it's a nice drive on the thruway and you're going to get a really great chicken sandwich uh, or some other stuff that they sell that's delicious. Uh, their yuca fries were without a doubt my favorite uh, that I've ever had in the fry world. Um, just really great stuff. Oh, that's my phone ringing. Anyways, I need to just say this. Uh, if you are still on unemployment and you are a restaurant worker, go back to work. Enough is enough. It's over. It's It's pathetic now. If you are a restaurant worker and you haven't switched industries, you're at home collecting an unemployment check, there are thousands of jobs. I'm very curious lately to know. We all know that there's an employment shortage, employee shortage, I should say. There's thousands of opportunities for people to get great paying jobs. If you're a restaurant industry worker, you are making more money now if you're working than you ever have in the restaurant industry without question. Restaurants are paying so much to employees to get them to work. Um, so I was, I've been curious. You know, there's about 10 million people in the country that are on unemployment right now. Uh, there are in Onondaga County, as of last month, 15,000, a little over 15,000 people on unemployment. Uh, this time in 2019, there was about 8,000 people on unemployment, and this time in 2020, there was about 32,000 people on unemployment. So. Uh, You know, if you're like me, I'm just always interested to know, you know, what those numbers are for our area. I have no idea how many of those 15,000 people that are collecting unemployment right now in Onondaga County are from the restaurant industry, but I have to imagine it's quite a few of them. Uh, So, listen, if you're listening to this, please go get a fucking job in a restaurant. Okay? All right. Well, here's my conversation (laughs) I'm sorry about that, but it, seriously, go get a fucking job. Uh, again, here's my conversation with the gang from Just Chicken.
1: All right, so why don't you guys introduce yourselves for us? Okay. Well, uh, my name is Yolmaz. This is my sister, uh, Hava. Uh, uh, we're the first of two, uh, five siblings, yeah. uh, and... We're all here as a family. Um, I'm born and raised here in Rochester, New York. Uh, I- immigrant uh, family, first generation Turkish-American. Yeah.
0: Uh, you said that was your grandfather came over as a tailor?
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, Rochester, uh, uh, at the time, during the Kodak heyday, uh, we had a uh, big textile industry here, so Bonds, mm-hmm. Hickey Freeman. Okay. Uh, and at that time, there was a shortage of skilled laborers. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, the big influx of Italian-Americans and Turkish community here in Rochester started back then in the yeah. fi- late 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since then, I mean, Rochester has had uh, a strong community here of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Turkish-Americans. That's cool.
0: And, um, I mean, so we were just talking. So I was going through, like, the Instagram account, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And so you said you guys opened up in November yeah. of this year, right? Uh-huh. So, November 20th. Yeah, so... I mean, walk me through that. What was like? Yeah. I mean, why did you open up a restaurant? Right. Why did your family open a restaurant right. in the well, middle of the pandemic? Well,
2: actually, so we opened up in November, but the dream's been there for years. Really? And the mastermind behind it has been our father. Okay. Um, he, I'm sure Yulmaz can give you the details, but my dad pretty much has been wanting to open up a chicken shop for hmm. so many years. Um, and a lot of people have heard about it. And so we finally kind of brought it into action during the pandemic call it crazy (laughs) but so far knock on wood it's been going okay
0: yeah what did your parents do for a living i mean your grandfather was a tailor Mm -hmm. was your dad a tailor as well
1: so um my dad was six years old when he came here to the states um and being a family from humble roots um i mean since he was here he actually worked uh soon after um when there was uh more and more automation in these textile factories Mm -hmm. My grandfather had to uh, look for other work, I mean, to continue to support his family. And that's when they uh, set up a janitorial business and went around Rochester, got whatever contracts, whatever jobs they could to put bread on the table. Uh, It was my grandfather, my grandmother, uh, my uncle, my father, and my uh, aunt, all in that order. Uh, that worked together day and night as a family i mean they would go to school in the morning they'd walk back home there was no school buses back then they lived in the city Mm -hmm. Uh, and they'd they'd come back home Mm -hmm. have a quick lunch and they went off to go clean buildings Mm -hmm. Um, wow that's how it was for a long time
2: wow that's wild that was their life growing up yeah
0: my um so my father is from syracuse originally uh my mom is from kentucky and so, uh, and they met in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. My dad was in like food service and he traveled for that job. And, and that was in the ooh, seven, late 70s, early 80s that they met and got married. Uh, but anyways, my grandfather in Syracuse, he had a vending uh, business. So he did pinball machines and jukeboxes and cigarette machines and all that kind of stuff. Ooh, okay. And so my dad, when he was a kid, you know, he would go out and like repair them. So as, like, a young teenager, he'd be in bars repairing cigarette machines and mm-hmm. stuff like that for his, you know, his dad's business. Back when
2: that was probably okay, right? right. Yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> yeah. And the drinking age was, like, 16 yeah. or something crazy <laughs> like that, yeah. So so they were, how long did they have the, or do you guys, does the family still have that business, or how long were they doing that?
1: Uh, it was into the 80s okay. that, um, the, that, it was called, actually, Aladdin's Janitorial oh, really? Services, yes. Uh, and dur- during that time... Uh, that's when uh, my grandfather was also working as a superintendent okay. at Xerox Corporation. Oh wow! Uh, so he, he would uh, clean the executive offices, maintain maintain con- H uh, V A C units, mm. uh, take care of repairs, yeah. uh, and that was kind of his step up into that like middle class that we call yeah. uh, that America had in that mm-hmm. in those days, yeah. uh, those like golden days, I guess, uh, in the seventies, eighties. Uh, and that continued on for a while until uh my grandfather uh really wanted to um embody that quote unquote like that American dream yeah and uh i mean he was he was a uh, I, I don't know what the best way to say it but uh the the embodiment of entrepreneur yeah uh the guy did not stop i mean he, he just kept going i mean yeah i mean uh and to this day i mean that kind of carries on in us i mean we really can't sit still <laughs> yeah, you got to do something
2: absolutely can i give an example yeah my, when my grandfather was working at hickey freeman which was a textile place right so he'd make tuxedos and suits and stuff like that i remember this story and he told me when was a kid that he would make sure that he wanted to get ahead you know make his paycheck and stuff hmm. one time he stayed overnight after people <laughs> left he stayed in a locked building and he continued to make suits until the morning wow. just so that i'm assuming it went by commission so hmm. maybe the more suits you made the more money you made yeah and I'm like oh my gosh yeah
0: so so I mean is that because you guys are two of five you said is that right Mm -hmm. so is that like you all five of you have like that same like drive and yes
2: I would say so yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) now where do you two fall in line are you oldest youngest
1: uh so it's myself Hava uh our uh, brother Abdul okay uh then I have my sister Merva and then the youngest of us is Hassan.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's 13. So we range oh, wow. in age. So we're the oldest, two. Yilmaz is the oldest. I'm okay. number two. Wow.
0: Yeah. And everybody's involved here at the restaurant, is that Yeah, right? pretty much. In yeah. one Our way,
2: shape, or form. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Our mom, as well. She comes yeah. in almost every day. She does a lot of the prep stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's got to make it easy, I'd imagine, to have, you know, five, six, seven of you. Mm-hmm. uh especially right now when like there's so many issues with labor and everything like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, my dad will come in, he'll do a lot of like the helping as well. He'll do a lot of prep work and stuff. And so it really involves everyone. I know you asked earlier, like what jobs does everyone have? My mom, she's been a homemaker since she's been married. Um, but this Hmm. is kind of her new thing now, you know, our siblings are students, but this is kind of everyone's side thing. Like we all have Hmm. occupations or kind of lifestyles outside of just chicken but we all come together and make it work
0: yeah that's awesome yeah i'm one of four okay and uh we are spread out so it wouldn't work but like Mm -hmm. uh, well i guess you're in st louis so Mm -hmm. i have a sister in nashville a brother in like cincinnati Uh a brother down near new york Mm -hmm. and then my parents still live in syracuse and i live in syracuse Uh
2: Uh,
0: even if we all lived in the same city There is absolutely no way that all six of us could come together to work or run a restaurant or any business at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, uh, there's no way in hell that that could happen. There's a secret
1: recipe for that. Rush hour. Is that what it is? Yeah. (laughs) It's when the rush comes, that's when we all get corralled up. Yeah,
2: Yeah. pretty much. I mean, you have no choice. You have to keep pushing through, right? You can't tell customers we're closed or we can't. You know, everyone comes in. Hmm. Um, you make it work some way or another, especially, like you said, with the labor shortage as well, for yeah. sure. Everyone plays a role, 100%.
0: Yeah. So your your father's family had this, you know, janitorial business, mm-hmm. and you said that went into, like, the 80s. Mm-hmm. So what did your parents do or your dad do after that? Construction. Construction. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So he never owned a restaurant before this one? No.
2: no. Wow. <laughs> so this is a first for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think our family business, you know, it kind of dabbles in a little bit of everything, mostly yeah. construction and real estate. Okay. This is definitely the first in food. That's cool. oh. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, wow. All
2: right. We have some sweet potato fries coming nice. out, and that's our Peruvian yeah. half meal. Holy cow.
1: That's the chili lime sweet potato yeah. fries. Wow.
2: They have a nice Look spice crazy. to them.
1: Yeah.
2: And then our yuca fries. And I don't oh, think wow. anyone else sells yuca fries in this yeah. area. Um, so that's a lot nice. of people come for that.
0: Yeah. Did I get a napkin?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, she'll,
1: she'll be bringing your kid out.
0: Murph. Like an idiot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no judging here.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's
0: awesome. So, I mean, how did it work when you, like, I mean, your dad's had the dream. He's always wanted to have this chicken shack. Mm-hmm. So how did this come about that... In yeah. November.
2: Yeah, so like I said, he's been having this dream for years. Um, and even, and I found out about this recently. So our manager, Naima, our store manager, she currently works at another coffee. fast food location. Not not local, but yeah. um, he would visit every morning and grab his morning coffee. And he okay. would tell her, I'm going to open a chicken restaurant one day, <laughs> and I want you to work there. And I kid you not, like that's exactly what happened. She works here now as our store manager. That's awesome. Um, yeah, he was just asking about kind of how we came to make this happen. You want to talk about the proof part?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, so how, did you tell him how many years? Well, that, how, that he had this dream. Yeah, it, it was kind Too of. Many uh, to count. <laughs> it, it, I mean, him and his talk of opening up a chicken joint was kind of like the the butt of the joke kind of a thing. And um, But I don't know, it, it just happened. Um, I mean, we waited, we waited uh my dad he always um knew he wanted to do it and he knew he wanted something like this it's simple you have it in the name uh and it it was after uh going to peru and exploring the culture and the food there uh and i mean this this stuff yes it's something one-off here yeah But there, it's like what we have as hot dogs here, hot dog stands. I mean, you'll you'll find it at every street corner, and it's more of a street food, not something you actually dine in. Yeah. Uh, And we really wanted to bring that here. But, of course, we put our own spin on it. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, that's when he fell in love with it. He's like, okay, this is the kind (laughs) of chicken I'm doing because um, when my dad was actually, um, I was, uh, when I was the first kid. Uh, he was working here in Henrietta, New York, in construction. Okay. And the w- road work that he was doing, he was a machine operator. Okay. Uh, and he was working on a building. And just down the road was a Swiss chalet. Mm, wow. Are you, are you aware of what Swiss chalet yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just down
0: the road in the Henrietta? It, yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, and
1: that's where we'd get lunch every single day. Oh, wow. Because the job site, you just got to keep working. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. And he always, like, loved rotisserie. And he said, you know, uh, I'm going to op- open a rotisserie joint. Wow. And this Peruvian rotisserie, the Puyala Brasa, hmm. I mean, it blows Swiss chalet out of the water. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, it was 30 years ago, you know, I mean yeah. that uh, he had re- memories of Swiss chalet and he hmm. kept holding on to that. But he's like, OK, forget it. This is this tops that. All right,
0: so can you guys tell everybody, like, what you just put in front of me?
2: Yeah, so here we have yucca fries. Um, Are you familiar with yucca, Anthony? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so it's a root vegetable. I mean, I compare it to the regular potato fries. Um, You know, they're more hearty. Right. But I think that chili lime seasoning definitely brings it up a notch. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you can kind of dip this into anything, honestly. I don't think you just have to dip it into these sauces. Yeah. Um, we have our sweet potato fries here. Mm-hmm. So the one thing with sweet potato fries is, which I'm sure you know, I feel like a lot of people don't like them because they get soggy quickly. Right. And I think that has to do with a little bit of the thickness as well. So oh, yeah. when we get our sweet potato fries, we make sure to do them like this, nice and crispy. Yeah. Um, this also has a chili lime seasoning on it.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, and then, so in front of you is the Peruvian half rotisserie meal. So usually pollo a la brasa. Um, from the research that we've done and from how our dad explained to us, it's like usually a half chicken or if you're doing family style, you get bigger portions, right? right? The arroz chauffa, which is just like Peruvian stir-fried rice with soy okay. sauce um, and then fries. Mm. Um, this green sauce here, that's the first sauce that we started with. It's called aji verde. I would say like medium spice level. You tell me what you think. <laughs> the yellow one, the amarillo, that's with the Peruvian amarillo pepper. So it's a special pepper. It's not made with bell pepper. It's, huh. the, it's like a yellow orangeish pepper. I would say that's like mild-medium as well. Um, and that one's competing against the green one right now. The green right. one was number one. I would say they're probably 50-50 now. What do you think, Yelma?
1: No, Verde is king. Yeah.
0: Is
2: that you think so? Yeah.
0: Everybody loves Verde. I don't know. Okay. What's, your, what's your all's personal favorite?
1: The Verde. Is I would yeah. say
2: the Verde, yeah. I don't know if it's – so it's got cilantro in it. You know, cilantro is kind of like a if you like it, you like yeah, it. Right. If you don't, it's that soapy f- taste. Um, I really like it. I think I, I like them all What's in, What's in that one? The... the... amarillo pepper. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah?
0: Yeah. just has like that kind of sweet creaminess a little mm-hmm. bit more.
2: It has yeah. that yeah. creamy.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's
0: really good.
1: It's more of a dairy base. Yep. Yeah. And then what
0: about these other two?
2: This is the spicy okay. mayo. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just your, your average spicy mayo. But we we add a one extra thing in there, and I don't know if you'll taste it. Um, I like it a lot. I like putting it on top of the chicken sandwiches. Okay. And then that other one is not a sauce; it's actually the alfajor cookie. So ah, it's like cool. a Peruvian okay. shortbread cookie filled with dulce de leche, and then um, wow. powdered sugar on top.
0: It's crazy. Yeah, definitely the uh, that yellow one. I mm-hmm. forget the name of it already, mm-hmm. but that was yeah, really yeah.
2: good. <laughs> yeah. The amarillo sauce. Yeah. Yeah, that one's my favorite.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so you got? I mean, how long? Like, well, so I'd imagine you found the location, right? You're like, all right, we're gonna do this. So, what was your prep time from? When you pick the location out, you're like, "We're gonna start this restaurant."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: To when you have the menu set in place,
2: yeah, you almost can talk so, um, about that.
1: <laughs> it was my dad and I uh, who were pretty much here on the ground okay. since day one. Um, I mean, you should have seen this place before. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, we, we put in a lot of work, a lot of effort yeah. in here. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that you see in the ceilings, I mean, we we did that all ourselves. We cut these like panels to create like kind of like a like a like a blade effect almost. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything from like the graphics. I mean, my friends actually, I went to school down the road at RIT. Yeah. And uh, there's two other friends that I graduated with. Okay. One of them is in media marketing and the other's in design and graphic user interface. Okay. And uh, they definitely helped out on the back end with all the uh, tech savvy yeah. sort of things. Cool. Uh, but my dad and I, we were the ones in here day and night painting putting the place together Mm -hmm. laying down the floor yeah um getting the equipment set up things like that and um uh yeah it was a it was a challenge and uh -hmm. we the one biggest argument that we always had was are we gonna do yellow are we gonna do like a like the peruvian flag like almost like that orange-ish red uh we decided on yellow uh it 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 pops and Mm -hmm. but yeah we were in here i mean uh, pretty much uh, from the spring up until like July is when we were really doing like a lot of work in here. Mm. Uh, but of course, there was a huge interruption when there was all that shutdown yeah. Yeah. that happened here. Uh, so I can't really say that we were in here that whole time. Yeah, we true. could only get so much done. Huh. But it was really in July where we uh, kind of kicked it up okay. and uh, really started getting our act together and getting the place finished. Um, and then late late summer. So it was like in that mm-hmm. August September. That that's when the real uh, hell started when <laughs> yeah. uh, I had to learn how to cook a fried chicken sandwich <laughs> pretty much.
2: Uh. Because again, we're not in the food business. Yeah. Um and then that's when my mom came in. So my dad's expertise right construction building all right. of that. And then I'm sure you almost can tell you more. That's when my mom came in when mm. it came to recipe testing. Yeah. Um, Again, my mom's a homemaker. She's a great cook. Right. baker. Shout out to our mom. <laughs> um, but I don't know that she knew how to make a fried chicken sandwich, right? You know, you know the or process. Or Peruvian right? rotisserie the, for that matter. Right. Or yeah. Peruvian rotisserie, absolutely. I was just going to ask,
0: was she making the stuff for you guys as kids when you were growing up? Or? Well,
2: the chicken, yeah. I mean, she'll add her own seasoning and okay. stuff, but she hadn't done Peruvian rotisserie before. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's done like chicken cutlets, but yeah. not like your fried chicken where you do right. the brining and, all, you, know, you know, the whole process.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So how long did it take you to figure out the recipes and go through all that? Because, I mean, it's definitely a solid chicken sandwich. All right. Thank you. uh, Without a doubt. (laughs) Thank you. And Callie can attest to this because we were just at a restaurant in Syracuse. Mm -hmm. And we're doing, like, the search for the best fried chicken sandwich. Yes. And we've got, like, 18 places on the list, I think. And they range, like, usually when we do this stuff, we go on Instagram and the stories and we just say, we're going to do this. Who's your favorite? And then we take everybody's recommendations and just go through. And so we've got places all over, like, I'd say Ithaca, Rochester, Buffalo, um, and then mainly Syracuse. We don't get too many in, like, New York City or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but anyway, so this is number three. I know to- yeah. So we were at Kasai, and they did two and then the Brian Well, and then here. Um, and so the brine Well is the restaurant we're talking about, and we were just, uh, my buddy Zach, who does Hoagie's Heroes with us, uh, we're trying this chicken sandwich, and like most places, they, the way they layer ingredients on like a burger or a sandwich, right, it's like usually put your ketchup or your mustard or your mayonnaise or whatever that sauce is on top, and then it's layered down. Mm-hmm. And so we're eating the sandwich, and I was like, Eat, take a bite of it upside down. So that way the creamy sauce that was on the sandwich is on your tongue first. And I'm assuming it was intentional. I'm going to give you guys the credit and say that it was intentional, although I'm pretty sure that you guys figured it out that it was, to put the pickles on the bottom of your bun. So that way when you bite into this spicy hot chicken sandwich, your tongue gets those cool pickles. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. That makes all the difference in the world. So good job! I'm sure you guys spent months and months trying to figure that out. <laughs> and uh, and that, yeah, but that was that was like that automatically gives you more points just for doing stuff like that. Well, thank yeah. you,
2: thank you. Yeah. yeah, it was just a
0: solid chicken sandwich. So thank you. That's not much. an easy thing to to figure out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You want me to tell you uh, my first experience? Yeah, please. Uh, Is it the chicken sliding? Up? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> again, have to hear this. again, I'll I'll have a fried chicken sandwich every now and then. Yeah, uh, but. I mean, it's hard to find good ones, mm-hmm. and so okay, we got our uh, hand recipe. You know, we're doing our test kitchen, doing all the breading things yeah. like that. All right, I, I bread it, I fry it, I pull it out. It looks amazing. It's <laughs> great. You know, it's it's from hand. It's from scratch. Right. Uh, just like everything else we do here, and then I go ahead, I, I uh, plate it, I put it on the bun, and then I hold on to it because it was it was a kind of a. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a big kind of patty right there and then I'd go ahead to try to bite into it but before I can bite I'm squeezing on the patty uh, the <laughs> bread the the fillet actually just <laughs> like, s- slips right out of the breading. All I'm left with is breading That's and bun. Uh, and that was like the scariest moment. I was like, damn it. You know, what the hell did I get myself into? Pretty because much. Like, we might That's not, not make boring. it kind yeah. of thing. That's awesome. If the chicken can't even stay in the sandwich, I don't think we're going to be in business for too long. I mean, yeah. that was a scary moment. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> not knowing how to how to how to get it right yeah. You know, get that get that um the texture the crispiness but that succulent juiciness at the right. same time yeah you, you can make a nice crispy sandwich but it'll be dry inside or it'll be yeah. tough right uh, or you can do the opposite but have maybe not much breading or yeah. the breading won't be consistently like flavorful and crispy around yeah and i mean it was the same struggle for the rotisserie mm-hmm. i mean yeah my dad mm-hmm. tested it studied it uh but he's no professor. Right. No food professor. Yeah. And
2: um I forgot I what that's called. Like what's a food expert called? Chef was the yeah, first thing that le- le- in le- my head. level three <laughs> chef. But
1: uh, uh all of this was based on him talking about his feelings, yeah. talking about how it looked from almost five years ago. Yeah. Huh. You know, uh so it was hard yeah. uh to try to try to recreate that experience for him. Yeah. Uh but I mean I think we nailed it. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I mean, this might sound like a dumb question, but how s- and uh, uh, I don't know how else to ask it. How serious do you take the business? Because it feels like you're all super intense about this. Are you in here like every day, like you know, counting the grains of salt, stuff like that, <laughs> or is it just like it's the family adventure sort of a thing? Um, or kind of a mixture. A
2: I would say like. The short answer, I think we take it pretty seriously. So I kind of mentioned before, like we all have occupations or like professions or just responsibilities outside of this. Um, But I think we definitely put a lot of effort into it because, okay, like, yes, my dad has a job, my brother has a job, um, but this is our livelihood as Mm -hmm. well, right? Um, we always say, like, we're doing it for mom and dad, right? Because it's my dad's idea, yeah. but my mom does a lot of the work here, too. She comes in every single day. Mm. And so we're like, it's a family affair kind of thing. Like, we we have to make it work. Yeah. You Um, know?
0: Is there a, I mean, I know this is kind of another silly question, considering it hasn't even been a year yet, but do you have, is there a goal of, you know, one day we're going to have
1: 10 of these locations, or is it? Or oh, it, it's all planned out. Yeah, uh, yeah there, there, I have a I have a notepad at home, but I just wanted to add one thing on to your prior question. Um, I wouldn't want to serve anybody food that I wouldn't want to eat myself. Yeah, that that's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's kind of our thing here. Yeah, I mean, it's a small crew we have. There's about mm-hmm. ten of us, uh, mm-hmm. but we're all like family. Like Hava said, you know, Naïma, our mm-hmm. manager, my dad and I have known her for over ten years. Wow. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and Salima, her sister. You know, I mean, we're all like family here. Yeah. And the most important thing for us is, I, I can't, I can't stand to see uh, if a customer is not treated right, mm-hmm. uh, does not mm-hmm. get the right food, or does not have a pleasurable experience. Yeah. But it's the world to us, mm-hmm. and not just us as a family, but even to our employees. It really yeah. makes our day when our customers they make a point to call us back yeah they make a point to email us or just to swing by when they're in the area to tell us like you guys thank you very much you know you really opened my eyes you guys are so friendly about it i mean that's that's the like that's like the amazing moment you know when a customer like takes the time out of their day to call us back right after they just ate our meal and say yeah you know thank you you know you guys brought this to us and um that, that was key. Yeah, uh, that's and cool. That's yeah. kind of like our living, yeah, our model.
2: Like an hour ago, I don't know if you saw that family that yeah. was leaving. So I do a lot of the, I do all the social media outreach and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I happened to see that they posted on Facebook. I was like, wait a minute, they, that's the guy that's sitting right there. Oh, so I was like, cool. hey, whose birthday are you guys celebrating? And they're celebrating their kiddo's birthday. Oh, you know, they cool. wrote in the post as well, like, we had a long day. We didn't want to cook. We Our son came here, you know, we yeah. wanted to. You know, and that just makes us so happy. I felt cool. so humbled and just so excited to see another family just like ours, it's much smaller, right? right. They're three versus seven enjoying a family meal and then hmm. the dad, Jeremy, literally saying, This is the best chicken I've That's ever great. had and yeah, I'm just getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> like, when you hear that, you feel so thankful. Yeah. Um, and the flip side hmm. is, like, like kind of like my brother said, like, yeah, you do have not so great experiences as well. But if you've kind of, like, looked on our Instagram or our social media, we always say, like, we want to make it right. Yeah. Okay? So if a customer comes in, they say, like, I don't know, I had a long wait or something. And some of that has to do with that labor shortage, which I know you guys talk right. all about we say like come back give us another chance yeah and let's make it right on us yeah um and a lot of the times customers take us up on that offer and i think yeah. that's great it shows that communication but it also shows like they want to see local businesses succeed For too sure.
0: yeah it's um you know we don't have and i was, I was just going to ask you this question maybe i'll ask it uh, off air but syracuse has a uh, obviously a great local food scene um I'd imagine, if I had to guesstimate, I'd say it's probably two or three to one local restaurants versus, like, national chains or franchises. Um, But definitely this past year, and I feel like especially the past few months, have really been the test for a lot of them. It's just this really weird time in Syracuse for, like, the local scene, because it's just uh, a lot of, like, they're crazy busier than they've ever been before. They have such a limited staff. Um, This is a terrible example because I I run Eat Local New York, but uh, Dunkin' Donuts is my jam for coffee in the morning. Oh, yeah. and uh, Because there's like 30 of them in the small Syracuse area, and it's the only coffee place with a drive-thru. Anyway, so, uh, and that's a hint for any local coffee shops that are opening, put a drive-thru in. Uh, But anyways, I just went through one the other day, and it said, like, due to low staffing numbers, we have to close today. You know, and so like that's obviously a big deal and obviously it's around all around the country. But there's this weird like kinda animosity thing in Syracuse right now and you I don't really run into any of those locally owned restaurants where it feels is like or sounds like is truly a family affair as it does with you two. You know, I mean, even just the customer service and all of that, that obviously you guys, without having spent, you know, hours or, you know, days in this restaurant, you can tell exists in this place. And you don't really feel that in a lot of places back home. Um, So that's, you know, something very, very special. I mean, customer service is one of the most important, is the most important thing, arguably. Yeah. You know, a bad waiter you know, a bad waiter can, or a good waiter can overcome a bad meal. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Even if like the meal is maybe subpar or it's cold or whatever, especially if you have that great waiter or waitress or whoever is serving you, I think, yeah, absolutely. It makes the experience so much better.
0: So with getting the staff to like buy in with ownership and take, you know, their customer service and their job so seriously, I mean, how did you train that? Did you have to train that? Was it just, you found the best people? Was there some, you know training program that you put in place before you ever open your doors
1: mm-hmm. uh no uh <laughs> nothing like that um, I think maybe that's like the hundredth time I've said it to, or to have said it uh we've never been in this business, yeah, so right. everything yes. yeah. Uh, it's the first time we tried it, but I think it's that's, all trial and error
0: that's great uh, because you're coming into it with different eyes than mm-hmm. somebody who's been in the industry before I mean mm-hmm. even some of like the places that. Are really small and ins- that kind of remind me of this a little bit. Mm-hmm. They came from like a Panera background or, mm-hmm. you know, something like a kind of a national chain mm-hmm. background where they were managers. So they come in with kind of like, mm-hmm. all right, I know a little about, a little bit about food service. Mm-hmm. And like I asked specifically about training. I have yet to meet a local spot, uh, the local restaurant that has has like a training manual or has instituted mm-hmm. like a training program. Mm-hmm. And I also very
1: rarely hear them talk about their staff the way that you two do, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So the way we do it and we try to do it the best we can here, um, I mean, we do have, we do train. Yeah. Um, People train with us for like three days uh, before we work. Mm -hmm. We pay our employees to train. Yeah. And of course, we have our rules. We have our uh, schedule, our duty list. Uh, We have like our booklets on how to on the equipment Mm -hmm. and what's a right, what's a wrong Mm -hmm. food safety. I mean, we uh, encourage and we push everybody to try to get their uh, certifications. We always have at least one person with a certification on staff. Um, that is already like a hundred times more than most places that I talk oh, to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's uh, very important to understand. And uh, you have a different perspective on things yeah. when you uh, take a food s- safety course. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, the things that I learned, yeah. I was just grilling her about it yesterday because <laughs> at my house, the way that they were thawing ground beef. I was like, are you trying to kill me? And her husband's a doctor, and he's like, it's okay, I'm a doctor. Uh, well, so here's
2: what he told me. I probably should have done my own education, but pretty much he was like, listen, if the core temperature slash, you know, the inner right. temperature is still frozen, it's yeah. all um, around like that. B- ke- boring, boring,
1: gi- boring gibberish yeah, yeah, yeah. talk.
0: So, my wife is a dietitian, uh-huh. and she works for the Department of Health uh, for the state, so I get that, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. If I'm, I'm usually cooking, uh, I shouldn't say usually, but... I'm do, I do a little bit more of the cooking, and I'm constantly asking her, what's the temperature supposed to be when this comes out of the oven? And she just has everything memorized. You know,
1: but to make it short, um, I mean, I think you kind of get a vibe of it. When you walk in, yeah. it has a very corporate feel, yeah. a very uh, chain-like feel. Uh, and the thing is, I think a lot of people— they have that hesitation, like that nervousness mm-hmm. when they do walk into a quote-unquote mom-and-pop shop. Yeah. Because you're going to have good experience, you're going to have bad experience. But mm. why do people go to these chains? Why do people go to the corporate joints? Is because you're going to consistently get the same thing. Yeah. And if you like that thing, you're just going to keep going with it. Right. I mean, I think uh, it's, uh, it's good to understand that people appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, because... Listen, you maybe had a rough day. You had a hard day. Right. You don't want to show up mm. and then not have the food the way you were expecting it because that's only going to make the experience worse, right? right. The day worse. Um, mm. So that's really important for us, that consistency, the quality. Um, and so, I mean, yes, we want to do our best. We, yeah. I mean, we're really clean about how we do things. I mean, cleanliness, you know, is next to godliness, Right. Yeah. right? Uh, before mm-hmm. we do anything else, before we're worried about getting the food out doing this, the environment's just gotta be clean. Yeah. If yeah. you're not clean, the food's yeah. not clean. Mm-hmm. That's I mean mm-hmm. uh, I mean Yeah. That that's the important thing.
0: I've been um, I have a couple of friends back home who own and run restaurants and really like successful ones in Syracuse and we talk multiple times a day and we're constantly I'm constantly saying Someone needs to open a local version of a Chick-fil-A, you know. We've had one in Syracuse for a couple years now, like three more are popping up. But that's what they need to do, like, you know, have it consistent, have it clean, have it be good food, have great customer service. Yeah. You know, I mean, even just the customer service side alone. You know, the fact that, like, there's a national chain that does it better than a local restaurant. Yeah. Or the owners and the family are the ones that are operating it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, I don't want to use the word copy because we're not copying, right, yeah. a national chain. Right. But um, there is a Chick-fil-A down the road. Oh, you know, okay. They're not yeah. open on Sundays. We are, yeah. though, you know. But, um, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's the one thing I was going to say and add in addition to what Ilma said is the time as well, right? You'll go through a fast food drive through right, and it'll come out quickly. Yeah we don't know how they're prepping it even though it tastes great but like here we're doing everything by hand and you guys can feel free to walk through the kitchen as well (laughs) i'm sure food safety wise that's fine right (laughs) um but yeah everything is done by hand when the chicken comes in it's cut cleaned Hmm. washed they cut the cartilage out um everything Everything comes in fresh to us as well we source from local vendors frozen Nothing is frozen except, obviously, like the fries, yeah. right? Right. Um, that's expected. That's no secret. But. Um, so I want to ask a yeah. couple of quick questions. that are yes. there, Times uh, yeah, of yeah. the
0: essence. So uh, can you tell me what's the biggest lesson that you've learned since you opened?
1: <laughs> that was a tough uh, question when I said times <laughs> yeah, of the essence. Uh, again, <laughs> um, this actually ties back into what we talked about and uh that i actually get to touch on so this is great um learning to work together learning to be a good boss Hmm. you know learning to be a good team member yeah uh and like you said like how do you guys make it work with your staff and uh how is it that you guys are all on the same page and all doing a great job with smiling greeting the customers and the customers remember us. They're like, oh, hey, you know, Sally. Like, uh, <laughs> where, where, when is she working again? Stuff yeah. like that. Um, hmm. And part of that is like, like attracts like. Yeah. You know, I mean, unfortunately, it's not always going to work out, right? right? Um, but when we, uh, when we get that connection, I mean, we're like, yeah. I mean, we can't let go of each other, you know. I mean, we, we have a we have a group message. That's cool. uh, We don't post the board up. That says the weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. We have a group text message. Of course, we have a schedule, yeah. but we all communicate like friends and family on mm-hmm. there. You know, we send each other. Is it gifs or gifs
2: GIF,
0: I don't know. I, I think, think
1: it's gifs.
2: I used to call it gif Yeah, yeah. I think it's.
0: Callie's we, we, you know, the youngest one here. What is it? Uh, yeah.
1: You said yeah, gifs. All right, it's gifs. GIFs yeah. Okay, <laughs> gifs. But uh, I mean, it's important. We embrace each other. You know, uh, we yeah. share our culture. Here in the restaurant, you know, like my mom will bring in snacks and treats or she'll cook something. Um and yeah, we we want we want it to be like a loving and uh helpful, encouraging environment. That's great for all of us in here. Yeah. And it's it's the key to our success. That's awesome.
2: I would say the biggest lesson for me from the social media and customer service standpoint, I would say is just you just have to continue being kind. I think it's okay to be assertive or straightforward especially if a customer's not happy or they're just not really willing to budge or work with you but definitely just keeping that kindness there. Yeah. Um you know when they're responding saying I hated it or I was not happy just saying hey you know sorry and we yeah. invite you to come back. I think that's the biggest and the best thing you can do instead of maybe saying something not so nice
0: were you used to being on social media before you started doing no this?
2: i mean so i have okay. a facebook and an instagram yeah. but uh i just recently got an instagram back again yeah. and i kind of you know i kind of slowly <laughs> got i guess yeah. sucked into the social right. media mm-hmm. thing i mean i'm a social worker by career i do oh, therapy wow. okay, okay. Yeah. and so i would say like the customer service side you know yeah. i think i have that good buy-in power <laughs> right. um but i was not doing social media from the beginning my brother was pretty much like listen like I need help. I was like, okay, I'll
1: do it. I haven't had a Facebook in over 10 years or Instagram. Uh, You're lucky SOB. That's amazing. (laughs) So, of course, when I had to learn how to use Facebook, uh, my friends who are like the media gurus and the tech uh, media guys, Hmm. uh, they're like, Yomas, listen, you got to stop because you you can't do this, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he put typos up. Uh, or just, oh, yeah. You know. it, it, it was yeah. just, uh, it's it's not my forte. <laughs> so that's when I had to get somebody else in, yeah. maybe a softer touch. Right. Uh, but uh, the big thing was uh, be as customer-centric, customer-focused as we can. Yeah. Uh, it's really important for us to mm-hmm. uh, not only give that great in-person experience, but uh, making it personal, even yeah. online. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. And uh, she does a great job with that
0: yeah it oh, is yeah, it is <clears throat> challenging to uh, communicate that properly across those social channels, especially yes. because like you know it's it 's easier if you have like the owner or the like the face of the business that 's constantly doing the story or stuff like that it 's really easy to get the personality across. Um, we have a member who 's a bakery in uh, back home, and she treats the business Instagram account like her personal Instagram account. So she's always posting pictures of what they're working on, their specials, and everything. But she's also doing Instagram stories when her two year old is in the grocery store throwing a fit. You know, it's like she does all of it. So that's easy to get that personality across. But when you don't have that, it is pretty challenging to yeah. properly communicate that. And I feel like you guys do a great job with it. It is like a really light, kind of fun. You know, Thanks, yeah. We try to, yeah, keep yeah. it a light,
2: fun, bubbly mood. I mean, right. I feel like that's how you have to sell chicken, right? Yeah, for
0: sure. And social that's media. That's how we c-
2: block to people. <laughs> that was a
0: good one. <laughs> I'm actually a chicken farmer. Uh, and My wife no is going to cringe as soon as she hears that. We live in the city of Syracuse, but we I joke that I'm not a chicken farmer. We have seven chickens. It was one of those COVID things, you know. Um, and so I was like... We need to be able to provide for ourselves if the world ends. Absolutely. <laughs> so we bought chickens. We have we chickens too. We have chickens oh, really? too. That's we awesome. started
2: with fifteen. Oh, we won't again. go into yeah. the disaster, but they're slowly decreasing numbers. Yeah. We yeah. don't know what's getting into the coop. Yeah. So yeah, we started with ten.
0: T- we started with ten, and we have seven now. So, yeah. yeah. Well. And uh, they're all Rhode Island Reds. <clears throat> you know, they lay an egg a day, and yeah, it's great. We love them.
2: Hey, it's if it sustains you, then yeah.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. We actually, it's funny. We eat so. M- uh, like, we maybe eat three eggs collectively a week. And okay. So, and we get so many eggs that we just wind up giving them to coworkers and stuff, or um, uh, a restaurant in town who's, it's, I say it's my favorite restaurant in Syracuse. It's called Amano. It's like legitimate Italian food. Mm-hmm. And um, the owner had spent a year in Italy before he opened the restaurant. And uh, he was telling me in Italy their pasta is this like deep yellow color because all they feed their chickens yep. is corn yep and so i've been feeding my chickens nothing but corn for the last month and then i just gave him the egg like 30 eggs the other day to use in the restaurant yeah so
2: yeah so same thing there like when you look at the yolk especially when mm. i go to turkey on those or with our chickens that yeah. yolk is so much deeper like it's a blood such blood a orange, deep yellow yeah, yeah almost yeah. orange and that's you can tell that's a good egg
0: yeah Well, maybe I'm going to have to come back and do a separate podcast all about chicken farming, right, Callie?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we can take you to the Callie's going to
0: make fun of me as soon as we get in the car. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us out. I really appreciate
1: it. Um, no, thank you for making it all the way yes. out here. Yeah, uh, of course. We really thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. yeah,
2: thank you so much. Um, when I discovered you guys, I was like, what is this, you know, thing? Yeah. But then when I look more into it, it's amazing what you guys do. I think yeah, highlighting you. local businesses. I know you kind of S-H-I-T on <laughs> chains a lot. But, yeah, support yeah. the locals and, you know. Yeah. And if you have feedback to give, give it to them so that they can make it better. Right. You yeah. Know? For sure. Absolutely. Support the locals, and I love what you guys are doing, and I can't yeah. wait to see the expansion yeah. further.
0: Thank you
1: so much.
2: Thank you for having us. All
1: right, guys. Thank you. Enjoy.
0: Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Eat Local New York podcast. Make sure you're subscribed, whatever platform you're listening to this on leave us a review let us know what you think of the local new york podcast you know not in this video because we didn't uh set up the cameras uh but for most of our podcasts you can find them in video form video form over on our youtube channel eat local in my state uh go follow us go also buy an eat local new york card yeah also go to rochester and visit just chicken thanks so much bye